You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello there, my fellow travel fan. Rob and Carrie Stewart here from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 92, original air date, July 13th, 2021, which just happens to be the day we're recording this, too. (laughs) It is. And before we start, a Disney World travel alert. Ooh, that sounds important. We know a lot of you that listen to this show also listen to Disney Travel Secrets. And we have just over two weeks remaining if you want to join us for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. And technically, it's a birthday. That is true. That is true. That's what I call it. And we have a crazy low rate at Disney's Saratoga Springs and Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. And here's the thing. Both resorts are sold out if you tried to go online and get them yourself. Well, we were far enough ahead of the curve that we grabbed a block of rooms last year for this event. And a block of rooms basically means that they are reserved for us for a certain date range. And we have them for about another three weeks. And at that point, whatever we have not booked, it will go back into Disney's inventory at their much, much higher rate. So don't let that happen. Go to creatingmagicvacations.com and fill out the plan a vacation form. And for the date, just put in WDW 50th. So we just experienced a tropical storm, which was kind of a hurricane-ish off and on, you know, Hurricane Elsa. As the national media covered it, it looked like the state was going to fly away and that we were like in dire straits. I was getting messages from people, you know, that live out of state, even a friend of mine in Atlanta. He's like, hey, you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, we had to move the cushions off the balcony. I mean, that was that was about it. I've I've lived in Tampa Bay for a little over 24 years. And I can only think of two times I really had to prepare, maybe three. One was the great porta potty spaghetti model a few years ago. <laughs> yep, that was a big one. We did lose power. Yes, we lost power for how long did we lose power for? A couple days. It was, of, it was two, for a couple days. About two days, yeah. yeah. Or in the case of the early 2000s, I over prepared and I lived in a little apartment complex that was a boating community. And all my fellow boating friends told me how to tie off my boat for a hurricane. Other than that, we, we haven't really had to prepare. Yeah, we've been really lucky, knock on wood. And if you were watching the news, they definitely made it sound like we are going to be right in the middle of the hurricane and we were going to lose power for days. That did not happen. And what was interesting was around here, like we had gone out to eat. And I remember a few years ago when a hurricane actually was a bigger deal was going through. The restaurants were all shut in early. They were putting all their furniture up so that if they got flooded, this time nobody was doing anything. There was no run at the stores. I didn't even think about that. So the Floridians kind of had an idea that, yeah, this is not that big of a deal. I mean, the only thing we did is we did fill a few containers with water. Um, one of them is still sitting on the counter. It is. We'll have to just dump that out. No, we no, we'll use it. That's filtered. We're not throwing that away. <laughs> like I said, the only thing we did was bring in the cushions from our furniture out on the balcony. We are on the seventh floor. From where we are, we have great views of Tampa Bay and all the way to the airport in downtown Tampa, even though we're in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And speaking of Tampa Bay, a huge congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning who beat the Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup. I know. Again, that's back to back two years in a row. And I'm so glad they got to win it in front of the home crowd. We actually had one of our clients who flew down, hoping that it was going to be a Wednesday game, even though they could have clinched it last Monday. He was very lucky. So when they won it last year, there was no crowd. It was a neutral site 
in Canada of all places, which makes no sense. This entire NHL season, they never left. They were only playing each other. And the country is still locked down. So I have no idea why they played it there last year and they should have played it in the States. Yeah, I mean, sports travel in general has become very big since the shutdown. Actually, since post-shutdown. I was talking to another client who was just in Vegas recently, and they said that one of the arenas that had 30,000 people for a concert was completely sold out. Sports, very popular. So in soccer, a big congratulations to Italy, our favorite destination, with their win over England. That was a big deal. Congratulazioni, Italia. In soccer, I think they really mess it up by determining the winner by, by penalty kicks. You don't do that in a championship. I mean, you don't win the NBA title with you know, free throws. So don't do it in soccer. In in the NHL, there's no way you're going to decide the Stanley Cup with penalty shots. They're going to play it out sudden death until somebody scores. Well, the bottom line is they won. So congratulations, Italy. So in out of the world news, literally, billionaire Richard Branson took a trip into space. Finally, I know this has been a big bucket list for him. And the opinions were all over the place. I'm like, I think it's pretty cool. This guy said, I'm going to travel to space. And he did it. He made it happen. At 70 years old. On the crazy side of the spectrum, one news organization, I'll leave that to your imagination, was complaining about the carbon footprint. My opinion, his money, his company, his choice, that's it. There is too much complaining in the world, which is ironic because I'm complaining about complaining. Exactly. It's something I never really put much thought into, you know, traveling in space. I mean, growing up when I did, you know, I was born right before, right before we put a man on the moon. And I think people naturally assumed, at least my generation did, that by the 21st century, just regular people would be going into space, maybe even taking a trip to the moon. And of course, that did not happen. But if someone was going to start a company for space tourism, it totally makes sense that it would be Richard Branson. Or, actually, he has a couple other contenders out there, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, both of whom are going to soon follow his leads. It was kind of like a race to see which of these billionaires were going to be first into space. Branson won. Well, Bezos is actually (laughs) scheduled to make his debut in just about a week on July 20th, so we'll have to be watching that. And Elon Musk doesn't really have a date yet for his company. But you were telling me that you just found out this morning, he did put a deposit down on a future flight, but not with his own company. Exactly. It was a $10,000 deposit and it wasn't with SpaceX. He put a deposit down with his good friend, Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic. You can bet that Bezos is not happy about being second, though, behind Sir Richard. Yeah. But who knows, maybe in 10 to 15 years, a quick trip into space will be like the cost of a luxury cruise. At this time, the price is about 250000 to go into space, and the trips are very short. Yeah, but the views? I mean, that is a quarter of a million dollar view, don't you think? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'll be able to see that at Space 220 Restaurant in Disney. There you go. The same view. But you know what? For that money, at least for me, I would much rather do a world cruise. Let's get back to Earth and head over to Greece and our main topic and a very popular cruise port. So on a recent show, we talked about our upcoming cruise with Atlas Ocean Voyages, and it's actually less than three weeks away. So I'm starting to get a little more excited about it. I usually wait until we're a little closer. This is a place that is one of the most well-known islands in all of Greece, and that is Mykonos. And we've only been to Greece once, and it was just for the day in Corfu. It was on a cruise. This time, we're staying a few days early in Athens and then going to six different islands in Greece. And one thing to keep in mind is that your experience here is going to be based on the type of trip or vacation that you are planning. 
Is it a land visit to Greece and you're going to just do several days or maybe a couple of days in Mykonos? Or like us, is it a port stop on a cruise? Now, most cruise lines will do a partial day trip there, not an overnight like we're doing with Atlas. So make your shore excursion decisions and what you're going to do in Mykonos be based on the kind of trip you're doing and what is available. Normally when we cruise, we're not the type that pre-book any excursions unless it is one of those big must-dos and we know that it's going to sell out. There definitely are some destinations where it's like, yeah, you need to make sure that you book that. Like Alaska, for example, they have some really cool shore excursions that must be booked in advance. But in most cases, we kind of like to just go with the flow and we'll get on board and then we'll sit in some of those port talks to just learn more, and then we'll decide if we want to do an excursion. For this cruise, we just got the list yesterday, and they want us to choose our excursions by today. And it's kind of hard because they have so many great ones to pick. Now, we have mentioned on a past show that they do have a couple of different included excursions with Atlas Ocean Voyages at each port stop. And I have to say, even looking at the ones that are included, because they have both, you can do a premium, you can pay extra, or you can do the ones that are included. They all look pretty amazing to me. There were even a couple that were like 49 a person or 99 a person, which for what you're getting is a great deal. Let's talk a little bit about the island of Mykonos. It's one of the most famous islands in Greece, along with Santorini, and it's in the Cyclades. Mykonos is known for its fantastic beaches and crazy nightlife. It's like Greece's version of Ibiza. Famous DJs from all over the world come to Mykonos to entertain the people. The parties start in the afternoon, and go on until dawn. And even when I was younger, I could not party all night like that, especially not now. A term they have for a few of those very popular places, super clubs. I gotta say, I'd never heard that term. It's also really famous for its beaches, and they have 25 of them, and probably a few little nooks and crannies that we don't even know about. But like any tourist destination, it will have plenty of opportunities to not just do the beaches or the clubs, but to also shop and explore the towns while learning a little bit of the history. And I'm excited because even though it's Greece, it has the architecture has a lot of Roman influence. Aura is the capital of Mykonos, and it's also known as Mykonos Town. It's a great place to get lost among narrow pedestrian streets lined with tiny churches, restaurants, and of course, boutiques. Mykonos is also the gateway to the island of Delos. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, sounds good. Which is the mythical birthplace of Apollo and Artemis. If you're on the adventurous side, you'll love the scuba diving here. You'll find plenty of steep rock walls, caves, and even wrecks to dive on. If scuba is not your thing, you can also go mountain biking through the very hilly interior of the island. Mykonos definitely is very picturesque. And if you go on Instagram and just do hashtag Mykonos and look at like recent shots, you definitely will see this. Now, while Chora, which is one of the locations there, one of the cities, has some museums, those aren't going to be the main attractions to visit. So if you're going to do a museum tour, just know that that's not your main focus. Instead, it definitely is going to be more about exploring the island and navigating through what are these mazes of a town. I mean, they are literally mazes. Super cool. Go onto Google Earth and check it out. And all the beaches there are not necessarily party beaches. Some even say there's a beach for everyone. So keep in mind that in Greece, even family-friendly beaches may have topless sunbathers, and some will be either nude, gay, straight, mixed. Like I said, something for everyone. Yeah, this definitely is a destination for a lot of Europeans. So there definitely is something for everyone. You just got to know before you go and choose your beach wisely. The most low-key one is going to be Ornos. 
And if you're traveling with kids, that may be your best option. But there are some beaches that also cater more to the rich and famous, so they'll be a little more fancy. And then there are some that are like totally more low profile. I was reading somewhere that they said it's like a Robinson Crusoe style. Okay, that sounds intriguing. If you plan to tour the island, don't forget to stop and get a picture of the famous row of windmills that sit above the port. One of the popular places that we mentioned, Delos, this island was the birthplace of the god of the sun and the goddess of the moon, which is Apollo and Artemis. And many people like visiting this destination because it is one of the ancient world's most important religious sites. Now to get here, it is going to be about a 30 minute boat trip and nobody really lives on the island. And they have like a really small museum, not a big museum, but they'll go there to see the ruins. For most people, this is where you can get that photo of the Lions of Naxians, which is the seven Sphinx-like lion statues. You've probably seen some pictures of it. Say that three times really fast. I can't. It's just too confusing. The peak times to travel here will be July and August, and that's exactly when we're going. You could easily go to the beach, enjoy some local food, and rent a couple of chase loungers and just relax. Yeah, the chase loungers are usually going to be around 15 to 20 euro for a couple of them. So not too bad. This is holiday time though. July and August is holiday season. So that's why it gets super popular. One of the challenges in Mykonos can be the taxis. And many people find that when the cruise ships come in, the waits can be super, super long for everybody trying to get a taxi to head over to the beach or into town. So if you can arrange transportation before, or better yet, book an excursion that will include a meetup and then transportation to and from the port, that will be even better. And since the pandemic, a lot of the cabs have left the island. Again, this is a small island. There's not a lot of people there. And so demand is high. Here are some of the shore excursions that are available for our upcoming visit there. Ancient Delos comes to life through the Marvel 3D technology. Another one, a glimpse of Mykonos panoramic tour. And because this is our first time here, we're not really big beach people. We live in Florida. So this is the one we're choosing. And it'll give us a glimpse into the history and the scenery of Mykonos, but we'll also have some time to explore the city. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to doing this little maze, kind of going through the city, I think that'll be kind of fun. So we'll make sure wherever we are, we need a Wi-Fi signal or T-Mobile signal so we can see where we are. <laughs> well, this is why we do an excursion is so that they can help keep track of us. Yes, that That's the plan. True. That is true. <laughs> Another one is to do a swim break at Delia Beach. And this would be perfect if you just want to do some beach relaxing and swimming. For those that don't live where there are beautiful beaches like we do, I think that's why this becomes a very popular excursion. Another one is... Discover the two faces of Mykonos, authentic treasures and cosmopolitan pleasures. I wonder what they mean by that last part. I think what it is, is this is going to be a combination of enjoying the things like the history and more of like a little bit of the panoramic tour, and then some of the clubs that they are known for. I doubt we're going to be clubbing. This next one is the mythical, magical, ancient Delos. And this one to me is a little tempting. We may end up doing a couple of excursions because our first one, I think, is only like three and a half, four hours. And so since we are doing it overnight, we do have a little bit of time. I am curious, though, and this is one of the reasons why we don't always book these before, is what the difference is going to be between this and then that 3D technology one that they're doing. That did sound interesting. Now, we do have an overnight. So 
I think what we should do is find a fun spot to check out so that we can experience this DJ scene and club environment that is so popular and what Mykonos is known for. I've already seen that crazy club life because of Below Deck Mediterranean. I know. So doesn't that look fun? It looks fun. It looks, it seems very over the top wild. It does. It does. Well, I think we can find a place that will work for us. But if you've been to Mykonos and you've experienced either a fun shore excursion or a destination or a fun club, and you have a recommendation, please reach out or pop over to our Instagram and comment on some of our posts that we'll be sharing this week about this beautiful destination. I know that when we come back, we'll have even more recommendations and feedback. In fact, we have a client who had an itinerary change, and they will also be visiting Mykonos. So we're excited to hear how their tours go and what they enjoyed on the island. So next week, we are going to feature another port stop that we are preparing to travel for for the first time on our cruise, and that is Alexandria, Egypt, which is about three and a half hours outside of Cairo. And that'll be a, a really fun transfer after we get off our ship is to take a three-hour I know, bus right? ride to the airport <laughs> at three in the morning. If you're ready to get a trip planned to Mykonos or anywhere else on your bucket list, head on over to creatingmagicvacations.com and click on Plan Your Trip or talk to your Creating Magic Vacations travel advisor. Remember, the world is a book, and those that don't travel read only a page. And we're excited to go turn some pages in Greece. Yes, very excited about that. And we can't wait to help you get back to the vacation.